You are listening to 1252 Sports Entertainment. Parental discretion may be advised. Woo! It's about that time. Fat Mike, Chicago Sports. (laughs) Yeah. Finally here, finally here. Shots to these sports is right here. Updates on news, get it here. The rumors, cause we keep it real. Sit back, relax, sugar beer, one of them nights. Hey, this is Carmen DeFalco from ESPN Chicago, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Sports Show. Hey, this is Dave Richard from CBS Sports, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hi, this is Jesse Rogers from the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey, everyone, I'm Scott Merkin, the longtime White Sox beat writer for MLB.com and proud graduate of the University of Michigan. You're listening to me on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. This is Chuck Arline, and you are listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. It's the best. Hey, what's up? This is Greg Braggs Jr. from Braggs in the Stands. You're listening to my guys on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Boom! Hey everyone, Fred Huebner from ESPN 1000. Great to be on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm Dan Zaborski, senior writer for Fangraphs, and you're listening to Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm JJ Stankovitz from NBCSportsChicago.com and the Undercenter Podcast, and you are listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey, Sparkle. You know what I listen to? It's the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show with my guy, Fat Mike. Did you listen anywhere else? No shock. Listen to Fat Mike. Fat. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back. This is Fat Mike, and this is Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm really happy to be back. We got a big night here. We got a big day here in the city of Chicago. We got great news on the Chicago Bears home front this afternoon. I'm super happy about that. Joining us tonight is going to be ESPN Chicago 1000s, ESPN Chicago, Carmen DeFelco of the Carmen Yurko Show. I'm really excited to bring him on with us tonight. And also joining me tonight is our guy, Alan Bratcher. Let's bring him on right now. Alan Bratcher, he's a, he's here. He's got his hey. own show on, on our network, Bear Fans with a Brain pregame show. Alan, how's it going, my man? How are we doing? I'm going great today because Justin Fields is finally starting. It's about time Nagy got his head out of his ass. Yes, yes, yes. I'm I'm super <laughs> pumped. I'm I'm really excited about that. Before we start diving into everything tonight, guys, get your asses on over to the YouTube. That way we don't have this, this Facebook user stuff. Get your butt on over to the YouTube, log in, subscribe, like and subscribe to the show. Get yourself on over there. That way we can see who the hell we're talking to. That's exactly what we want out of you guys. Get your butts on over there, like, and subscribe. That way we know who you guys are. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm really pumped up, man. It's going to be a it's, – it's about time. It's about time. we got a lot of stuff that I want to talk to Carmen about, too. Carmen will be joining us here in roughly about a half an hour. Um, but what the hell, Alan? What a big, strange day of a, a strange 48 hours of events in Chicago Bears lore here after – the week four victory here against the Detroit Lions. All right, we re- kind of really put it on them, but I mean that's what you're supposed to do against the Lions. Am I right? You know, yeah, absolutely. Yes, you are, Mike. And you you play who's in front of you, you know. Right. And the thing about Bears fans that really bugs me sometimes is that 
they like to do this thing where if we play bad against these teams, well, they're just garbage. But if we play good against these bad teams, you hear, you know, well, you should have done that anyway. And, yeah, they should have done that anyway. But, Mike, what you saw was growth out of Justin Fields. And my favorite guy, we got Darnell Mooney going, Mm -hmm. you know, which is massive to me. That's that's a one-two punch right there. That's a combo that I want to see for the next five to seven, eight years. Well, I mean, listen, I was I was one of the first ones to say I was all aboard the Mooney train. I mean, last year I thought that this kid had, I mean, spitting imagery and like almost the same type of playmaking ability of someone like a Tariq Hill. Yes. I wrote it in a, I wrote it in a column for that what we had here yeah. at 12 to 2 Sports on our WordPress here. Yeah. And I mean, listen, he he has all the intangibles to be a big playmaking wide receiver. He really does. On the Justin Fields front, Yes, it was drastically different from it was in, in, in Cleveland in week three. Yes, of course it is. The, I, I understand that you can only play who, who you have in front of you, but the Lions, I mean, listen, you got to beat the Lions. You have to beat the bad teams. Like Tom Waddle says, you got to. they play great against the bad teams, and they play terrible against the good teams. Yeah. They don't win against the good teams. He's not the only you, one that says that. I say that gotta, all the time. <laughs> You have to be able to beat those bad teams. That's exactly what they did this week against the Detroit Lions. This week, coming up here on Sunday, we play the the Los the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes, that's a tough matchup, especially after the Raiders are coming off of a loss here against San Diego Chargers here Sunday night or Monday night. I apologize. It's it's going to be a tough game. That's not an easy feat. That's not an easy feat. No, but the the Las Vegas Raiders are banged up. The Bears are banged up too. Losing David Montgomery hurts big time. Four to six weeks. I'm hearing on a knee sprain, on an MCL sprain. Yes, that that hurts. It hurts this team. I'd, I don't know, but I am excited about Justin Fields. I really am. I'm super pumped up about Justin Fields. Now, yesterday we had Matt Nagy come on out and say, you know, Andy Dalton's our starter once Monday. he comes back yeah. healthy. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that was Monday. I apologize. Yeah, Monday. That was Monday. No, you're so, okay. and then now he comes out today and says Justin Fields our starter. Where do you think – is this coming down from up top, you think, or do you think – well, I mean, I don't even know how to word the question. So that was one of the questions I actually had for Carm because right. it 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 feels like to me, like listening to that press conference, I had to go back today and listen to it again. And I put on the Facebook page either Matt Nagy got abducted by aliens and he's a completely different person now or he got a brain – transplant because he didn't sound like his normal self i i honestly the more i think about it the more i think ryan pace and these guys really put the his foot to the fire and really pressured him i mean i wouldn't say pressure maybe they had an internal meeting because from what i hear it's a lot of naggy going to everyone you know from the management to the coaches to even some players even chimed in and really kind of told him you know what we've all been saying since the beginning is that Justin Fields gives you a better chance to win the game. He's more dynamic. It's time for him to grow. I mean, if you look at the pass chart, even from last week or from, from this past Sunday, you know, opposed to what Andy Dalton has done, that's all you really need to see. And that doesn't include, you know, his escapability. Those things are the things that really, you know, speak out to me whenever I think about fields. Does he hold the ball too long? Absolutely. He does. That's something he's going to work on. This isn't going to be pretty. This is going to be something that's going to take time, 
but it's the move that had to be made because it's the only move that makes sense right now. Because if, if they went back to Andy Dalton after seeing him throw the ball the way he did against the Lions, yes, again, guys, we know it's the Lions, he would have had his head on a spike in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm just I'm happy to give this kid the opportunity. And like I said, you have to build around this kid. You got to find this kid's strengths, and you got to be able to fit the game plan around what he does best. I'm not the only one that's saying this here in Chicago. Everybody's saying this, okay? But when you go out and when you move up, when you move up in the draft to take a quarterback like Justin Fields, you are out of your fucking mind if you're not starting that kid sometime this year. You're out of your mind. You have to be able to play this kid, whether or not you have Andy Dalton or not. That job is Justin Fields, and it just took time to get it to him. Okay, it, it has to be his job. You ha- you 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 don't take a quarterback that high in the draft to let him sit there and ride the pine the entire year. You just don't do it. Okay, now Bill Lazor calling plays this week. It was night and day difference. Night and day difference. You actually took shots downfield. Yeah, Darnell Mooney looked good. The, the rollouts looked good. The running the ball heavy looked good. To set up the play action pass looked good. Everything looked according to plan this week. It was nice to see, but now you got to keep it rolling. And like I said before, I'd much rather see Justin Fields struggle and lose a game and learn than Andy Dalton go out there and lose the same exact game in the same exact fashion. I agree completely. Andy Dalton doesn't help you at this point. I mean, he, okay, fine. He's 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 a great backup. Okay, he's a great backup. He's he's a very serviceable backup. But I don't want Andy Dalton starting games for me. No. With the same exact way that we're going to lose with Andy Dalton is the same exact way we're going to lose with Justin Fields. Why not? Why not play Justin Fields then? There's no point in letting this kid sit and struggle. There's no there's no point in letting him sit down and watching Andy Dalton struggle and not learning anything. Not learning how to pick up a mic blitz, not learning what the coverage is whether it be zone, man, or if it's going to be a blitz. You know what I mean? There's there's no reason for him to sit on the bench and learn that in the film room when he can learn it while actually playing the fucking game. No, I agree completely, Mike, because, I mean, if you even remember back to the preseason, you know, whenever he had that horrendous hit against Buffalo, he learned from that. Mm-hmm. The next week he came out in the preseason and he saw the corners and he checked that down so his linemen knew what was coming. You see growth with him even after the Cleveland game where – you know, if you think about it, coming out of a game, getting sacked nine times, getting hit, what, 15 times, that could really do some damage. And the fact that he responded the way he did and he came out stronger and better against the Lions shows me he's got the mental fortitude to really take it to the next level, Mike. That's something that we've all been pining for as Bears fans since I can remember. You know, if so, like, what if back in, what, 99, whenever Drew Bledsoe got hurt, or sorry, not Bledsoe. Um, the name's escaping me right now. Uh, uh, Tom Brady's. No, you're right. It's Drew successor. Bledsoe. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what if when he got hurt, they just they just flat decided that oh we're gonna put him back in. We don't need Tom Brady. You don't have Tom Brady, right? Well, and, I mean, th- I mean and, that's a little different, man. Tom I mean, Brady was not as though? highly touted. Yeah. Yes, it is because Tom Brady wasn't as highly touted as Justin Fields is coming out of the draft. Exactly. That's the big difference. But that's that's my point, is that you have a better quarterback than he was touted out to be now. (laughs) Right. So the fact that he's not going to him is is an even bigger indictment on Nagy, in my opinion. So, and also, you know, a guy like whenever the Chargers had last year, they had the big thing with – 
with, with and Herbert Tyrod Taylor. and Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, his coach wanted him to come back in week four. Where's right. he now? He's starting he's, for Houston. He's coaching uh, the oh, Lions. Oh, yeah, right yeah. Now. yeah. Anthony Lynn, he's the offensive yeah. coordinator for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> so right. that tells you what happens when you don't make that call. You have right. to make that call, Mike. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm right there with you, man. I'm, I'm happy to see that Justin Fields is finally in. Now, all of you know that I wasn't the biggest – I wasn't the happiest – person on the planet when we originally Justin when we originally drafted Justin Fields and it was only because of the fact that I still know what this old line is all right this, I wanted to talk to you about all that, right this actually. old line is still dog shit it doesn't matter it don't matter this old well, line is still not no it's fucking garbage <laughs> all right it's garbage okay now this you is know, something that you can honestly it. say and this is honestly something that you can say like last year and you know you say you can only play who's in front of you yeah. Well, what did I say going into Cleveland? This is going to be a test of fortitude and strength on how good your old line is. And look what happened. That old line got fucking eight up all game for nine sacks and 15 quarterback hits. Yeah. All right. The Detroit Lions, they they, they would let an 18 wheeler fucking through on that old. I, 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 like they, they're terrible. That, that, that team sucks. All right. The Detroit well, Lions suck. And so does this Bears old line. Okay. Going forward, they got some really good opponents here. They got they got uh, the the Raiders coming up this week. They got the Packers after that. They got the the Forty Niners coming up. The Steelers coming up. Buccaneers. The Buccaneers coming up. Uh, they have a bunch of very good teams coming up here in these next few weeks. Just fucking protect them. That's that's all. Put well, him in a situation where he doesn't get killed. So right. there's a couple things in your analysis there that I want to dissect, Mike. So first and foremost, you talked about that Cleveland game. Remember who was calling plays on that no, game? No, I get it. I understand. So when you're having a guy who's not, you know, using your tight ends to chip, who's not setting, you know, jumbo sets and running the ball, you're running the ball 10 times with your best offensive weapon, Mike. That's not a recipe for success. Having your rookie QB going seven-step drops with a bad offensive line, that's not recipe for success. Against the uh, Lions last week, they ran the ball 39 times, Mike. Right. And Justin still had over 200 yards passing. And he should have had more, but Cole Komet didn't want to play, apparently. I don't know what's up with him. He's not looking like he's getting off the line at all. But anyway, back to what I'm saying is, you know, having having Justin out there with Bill Lazor and an adequate game plan can give you a chance to beat this Raiders team, Mike. You know, I'm not saying that it can't. I'm not saying that it can't, but you got to utilize him in the system of what you have, okay? You have to understand, and that's one thing that I think that Bill Lazor does know what he's doing, Yeah. okay? He knows that his old line is fucking hot dog shit. All right. And he's going to put Justin Fields in not under center. He's going to put him in, in in shotgun formation. Maybe yeah. Eve, uh, put that fucking kid in tri, trifecta super shotgun where he's 45 yards behind the center. <laughs> just having right? bomb 50 yard throws. Right. Game. Exactly. Just every, every, <laughs> Mooney all game. Yeah. Just have him throw 50 <laughs> yard passes for 10 yards all day long. All right. Because as long as you protect Justin Fields, I'm happy. I mean, if that's the recipe, Mike. That's what they have to do. But right. I think that Bill Lazor gives you that chance. And maybe Nagy, you know, yes, he's not a play caller. But what I think Nagy is, is a rallier. I think I think he can hold people accountable when he's paying attention to the entire game instead of just paying attention to his Denny's menu, as our right. guys from ESPN 1000 say. You know, it's something that I have watched game after game after game with him just like this. 
even when the defense is playing, he doesn't know what's going on. You know, now that he's engaged, he even said it in his interview. He said, it's the most I've been engaged with all three phases since I've been here, really. It's and because that's, he's not doing anything. He doesn't have to worry about calling plays. Just well, be. now he does. And now, th- this is another thing, too. And like, Listen, everybody knows that I'm not a proponent of Matt Nagy at all by any stretch of the imagination. Everybody knows that I hate this fucking guy's guts. Okay, like I can't stand this you guy. And I, Chicago. I, I use that. I use that lightly. <laughs> all right, I hate his guts. All right, I don't ever want to see after he's done here from Chicago. I don't care if he's fucking serving hot dogs at the Piggly Wiggly. It's on the McDonald's, Mike. He's already got his. He what, I don't care. I, I think McDonald's is going to release that contract too. All right, because this guy <laughs> could fuck up a French fry. All right, he's but, not going to game plan the burgers, right? Yeah, he's, he's not going to. Yeah, he's not going to. They're all going to come out well raw. Fried, well fry, fucking well done fry, but. Oh man! You just gotta, and I'm tired of hearing this. I'm so tired of hearing this. A leader of men. He's such a great leader of men. Shut the fuck up. I'm I'm done with it, dude. You're a great leader of men. If you were a great leader of men, you wouldn't have let Justin Fields get fucking pasted in the first energy fields turf like that. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. Done something. You would have fixed that. All right, you would have you would have game plan at halftime after he was getting fucking smeared all over the field. All right, great leader of men, my ball sack. Fuck this guy. Four sacks at halftime. I don't want to hear about this anymore. I don't want to hear about him being a great leader of men. This fucking guy is not William Wallace. Okay. He's not <laughs> William Wallace. He's not fucking the guy from the gladiator. All right, get the fuck out are of here. Are you not entertained? That. Yeah. Are you not entertained? <laughs> get the fuck out of here with are you he's a great leader because I don't see any leadership qualities out of this guy. As of right now, well, that's, Matt Nagy has now. a lot to prove to me as a fan. Yeah, he does. He has Not a lot to you. prove to me as a fan. Not just me, but everybody. I feel everybody. like he has something to prove to Justin Fields now because he did put him in that situation. And I don't think he's going to forget that. I mean, obviously, he 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 feels better about Bill Lazor calling plays. If you listen to him talk today, too, he said that Bill's more calm in the headset. You know, he's he's more of that kind of guy than than he is a naggy guy you know he's him and laser are kind of the same guy like they're both real calm they don't really seem to get rattled by anything you know they're they're just cool cats you know and that that's something that i think those two can really work together more and let's just give it up for a minute for for bill laser because i feel like this dude is like slowly turning into the favorite of chicago because this guy well, calls I mean, plays you, that you, we you, know listen, that work. bill laser bill laser isn't the greatest fucking thing since wheel either okay i mean listen no, this guy's wait. been fired from a bunch of different places all, all over the all over the american football league too you i mean compared to Nagy, he, he, he was he was with the miami dolphins all right and both times there was a shit show there okay but what i am saying is this anything is better than what you have with matt Nagy calling plays Honestly, anything. I mean, it's like he uses fucking coach playbook, coach suggestion playbook off of Madden all the time. You know what I I think it is, is um, if you've ever watched uh, Waterboy and not 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 what you think I'm going to say, but Red Bow use green book. So as soon as as soon as they got the Waterboy against Red Boy, boy, you and he couldn't figure out what to do with him. All he had was that book, right? All he mm-hmm. had were those plays, and he got frustrated when that didn't work and he couldn't adjust. That's what I see Matt Nagy as right you know, now. It's the, a red bow. thing I will say about Matt Nagy, too, his I will uh, let's I'm gonna say something pleasant about Matt Nagy here, okay? I, I, I am I, I, I'm not gonna shit you, on right? him the entire time. I'm not I mean, because <laughs> believe me, 
I can. I can. I, this can be an hour and a half long show yeah, of me right. shitting all over Matt Nagy. All right. <laughs> the one thing I will say is that his very first series of every game is well thought out. First fifteen. The 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 first the first series against against his opponent is a well thought out series offensively. Yeah, but how Other many than teams that, it goes league, right down the fucking shitter? Like, how many teams in the league can you say that about, though? Honestly, like when you no, have a full week to prepare, a lot right. of teams are able to do that when they have right. a full week. I don't it's, really buy that for him. What I buy is the first play of the game against the Lions. He's got a jumbo set single back, and he runs it right up the middle. Bill Lazor immediately told them, immediately told the Lions, "I'm running the ball today. Right, you better be ready." That shit last week you saw is not happening today. That's what I saw the second I saw that play. I'm like, oh, here we go. David right. Montgomery's going to eat. Right. And hey he guys, did. really before we before we continue talking about more more Bears talk here, and we're going to have White Sox talk tonight too, um, and we're going to have Carmen on here in about eight or nine minutes here. Um, I want to give a special thank you to all our sponsors. Our sponsors are Nick and Ivy Brewing Company, White Oak Farm Venue out in Michigan City, the John Darren. Coldwell Banker Real Estate Group out in Homer Glen and the Susie C and State Farm Team also out in Lockport, Illinois. These guys are fantastic. Without them, this show is not possible. All right, so make sure you guys give these guys a call. We're uh, Nick and Ivy's bringing you guys the show tonight. Nick and Ivy Brewing Company in downtown Lockport, ten twenty six South State Street in beautiful downtown Lockport, Illinois. They have a bunch of great beer, guys. A bunch. They're Locktoberfest. The Locktoberfest <laughs> is delicious. They got the Fat Mike Chicago Lager coming back next week. They got the Fred Hubner, the Hubner out there. A nice, delicious IPA that they have out there. It, it's beautiful, guys. It's a great time. We're going to be putting on an event there here coming up shortly. Going to be it's going to be called Bears and Brews or Bears and Beers, something like that. We're going to get, try to get it together for the seventeenth or the twenty fourth. We'll let you guys know as soon as we get that going. But really quick, a word from those guys, and we will be back in just a minute. Hello, this is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for a fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. Honey, will you marry me? Yes, yes, yes! Let's, Let's get, get out of here. here. Come to Indiana's premier venue. Come to the farm. Come see all the wildlife. Come to White Oak Farm Venue in Michigan City, Indiana. Come to our 80-acre sanctuary right off I-94 in Michigan City, Indiana. Come see all we have to offer from two brand-new Amish-built barns with climate control. Come see the ponds with beautiful waterfalls, meadows and wildflowers, and so much more. Come see our secluded venue. After you enter our private road, you'll be in your own world away from it all, with outdoor ceremony spaces, wood-fired pizza ovens, and lots of fresh air. 
Come enjoy Northwest Indiana's premier wedding venue, where you gather with your family and friends, stretch your legs, and enjoy the most memorable day of your life. Visit White Oak Farm Venue at whiteoakfarmvenue.com or on Facebook slash Instagram. All right, and we're back, we're back, we're back. Thank you guys so much for waiting there for a minute. And thank you guys to Nick, and thank you to Nick and Ivy Brewing Company and White Oak Farm Venue. Without you guys, like I said, it's not possible for us to do this show. So thank you again. But like we were talking about here with Matt Nagy, man, it's, it's, this guy, he's, he, he cracks me up, man. He, he really does. This guy, it's, on Monday, like we said, well, Andy Dalton, you know, he's going to be our quarterback when he comes back healthy. And now it's Justin Fields. And I want to, because we didn't really, I mean, we, I asked the question, but we didn't really answer it, Alan. Do you think this is coming down from up top? I mean, honestly, do you think Matt Nagy made this decision by himself or do you think he was forced to do this? Because I'm on the, I'm on the belief that he's forced to do this. So I haven't heard any reports that he was, but what I heard is that he went to everybody, you know, from his boss down and asked. I don't think he did. I think what he did was he tried to find an excuse to do it and making it like he was the one who did it. That's what I think. I think that he goes in his own mind and goes, well, how can I write this ship? How can I figure it out? So he goes, well, what if I just say that, you know, I went to everybody and asked everyone's opinion because he knows everyone's opinion is going to be play Justin. It is. A smart man would say, well, what I did was I went internally with my team. I did my homework. I made sure, you know, no stone unturned, but I made the decision. And that's why I think he came up with this idea on his own to, to make this look like he did all this, but he was really trying to find an excuse just to do it because, you know, he put himself in this position, Mike, he put himself in this corner, a politician that lies and lies and lies eventually gets put in a corner, right? Well, that's what Nagy did. He put himself in a bad predicament and he had to find a way out. And he's got a hell of a PR team apparently that helped him out with this because I don't think this came from anybody but him because he was scared about what the national media was saying, about what other people in Chicago were saying. This is all him, but for the wrong reason. And the one thing I've noticed about Matt Nagy too is this: this is this has been cracking me up over the last couple of weeks. Is his his diarrhea of the mouth is what I like to call it. A lot of people like to call it word salad. Word I like to call it. What I call it. I yeah. like to call it shit talking. All right, it's diarrhea of the mouth is what the <laughs> fuck it is. Let's. I mean, let's be honest here. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody in Chicago knows a bullshit. A bullshitter knows a bullshitter. Okay, everybody does. Everybody does. If you're full of shit, you're going to be pegged out right out real quick. All right, and that's exactly what Matt Nagy's been over the last couple of weeks. But the last couple, the, the last couple of meetings that he's had, the last couple of press conferences that he's had, the one thing that's been cracking me up, it's been a lot of I, a lot of I talk, a lot of I talk. No, yeah. no we talk, no team talk. It's I. Well, everything has to be run through me. Everything has to, be, you know, I still make the final decision. Blah 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 blah. This guy's a fucking pudwack, man. He, he he really is. He's such a pudwack. Have you ever seen a coach in the city that has an ego like his? I mean, Ditka. really. But Ditka fucking won. But Ditka still knew that he still knew that he had to adjust to what his team was, and he he knew that you know he wasn't running the defense. I mean, yeah, Nagy doesn't either. But no, I don't can't. think that Ditka like if okay. So right now, if 
if Matt Nagy called the play, right? And Justin Fields just said, I'm not running that. And he ran something completely different. I'd be. <laughs> How do you think he'd react? Because that's what Jim McMahon used to do. I mean, in the 85, you know how that. Oh, God. Hey, Dub Bears. We don't need that. We're talking today. But hypothetically, how do you think Matt Nagy would handle that? Because I I don't think it would be anything good. Matt Nagy's so full of feelings. Matt Nagy must be the baby of his family. Like, he really is. Oh, absolutely. He's a real big feelings guy. I don't know if you've noticed, okay? He's a real big (laughs) feelings guy. That's what I think. He's a big feelings guy, and he gets gets a little butt hurt if things don't go his way. (laughs) Guys, our guy here now over at ESPN Chicago, ESPN 1000, Carmen DeFalco, the Carmen and Yurko Show. (laughs) Every day, Monday through Friday, 10 noon, is up here with us now. Let's add him in. on Carter, my man, is. what's going on? There How are we doing? There's the, guy. Uh, the term pudwack is not used nearly enough, by the way. Oh, I know. <laughs> pudwack. I don't think it's I've a, said pudwacker since fourth grade, It's, a, it's a great uh, insult. I mean, we yeah. don't use it nearly enough, so good for you, Mike. Bring it up on bring it up tomorrow on air. I, I, sure I, Pudwack, I'm, I'm wondering what the rules on Pudwack would be like now that you know we're not Disney anymore and we're good karma. Um, they're much more uh liberal about you know, they're like, Yeah, you can say ass on the air, of course. I mean, right. you know, like, yeah, why couldn't grown ups say ass on the air? I mean, you know, like <laughs> why can't we say balls on the air? You can say <laughs> balls, you know, and like Pudwack, I wonder, like. My boss might go, eh, it's a hell little a bit over. I, think it's, I don't know. I, it's, I think it's clean. I think it's, it's clean. It's definitely good in this forum and just on the street. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not too far from the truth, though, man. He is a fucking hard I mean, for crying out loud. Yeah. Well, listen, he's, you guys were talking about it. And you're like, I don't, I don't even know that he's got like this big, massive ego. I think more than anything, Alan, I think he's like in big time self defense mode. Like he, I think he's just trying to figure out a way to convince everybody that his job is important and that he can be a head coach. Like, I mean, I I honestly think that's it. I think it's funny. He finds himself at the podium saying, you know, yeah, Bill, Bill called plays. Um, But then something's registering like, oh, fuck, we just did really well. And they run through me. Right. And the seven don't forget here. When Don't forget, guys. Plays, we average thirty a game. He's like, but I'm, but I'm the coach, and it's we collaborate, and I have something. I'm important like, too, guys. Yeah, like <laughs> I think he's in self defense mode. You're 100 right, Carm. Yeah. The one thing I wanted to say now with Justin Fields come, we Alan and I were talking about this too, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up here first, Alan. Do you think this move by Matt Nagy making Justin Fields the starter on Sunday and going forward the rest of the year? Do you think that was brought down from the chain? Do you think that was brought down? Do you think that's a forced move? Or do you think that he finally come to the realization that, hey, this is going to save my fucking job if, if it doesn't work? Yeah, I, I, that, it's a good question. And it's a legitimate talking point because I, I still don't get his whole stance on Dalton these last couple of weeks. And to say it again on Monday was like, are you serious, man? Yeah. Um, my guess is, and I think you guys might have just said this, like, I think he kind of started taking the temperature of the building and the rest of his coaching staff. And I'm assuming they were like, what do you think we should be doing here, man? Like, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? But he made um, it sound like it was his idea. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to I'm tell not- with him again because, like, I think he's fine. He's trying to find ways to convince everyone that he's needed, yeah. um, that he's important. It's just this this hasn't gone as planned. Let's face it; he's not the brilliant play caller that we thought. That's not to say that he can't do the job of a head coach either. Like, maybe he can if he would just step back, focus on the other things, motivate. <laughs> 
Like he might be able to handle all that and do Thank it. Thank you, Carm. He shouldn't have that play sheet. I think we all I kind of had this argument with Mike right before you came on. I said, you know, he's a rally kind of guy. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, I feel like he's more of a, you know, he said the other day in the press conference, Carm, that, you know, he felt more in tune with, with all three phases than, than he has in a long time. That's because your face isn't buried in a fucking playbook. Right. You know, you can watch your defense. You can see what's going on on special teams. You can evaluate your offense as the game goes and learn how to adjust to it. That's something yeah. he hasn't been able to do this season. No, and I and I just he's not only is he preoccupied by calling plays. It'd be different if he was a true master. Like we've yeah. seen some coaches that struggle with that skill, but they're great play callers one way or another. So they sort of have to do it, and you take the good with the bad. But sometimes things get lost in the details. Um, it'd be different if he was like you know wicked awesome at this. If he was, if he were Andy Reid, I mean, right? Wicked like, I mean, awesome. If he wicked, were wicked awesome. awesome. Yeah, from like, Boston now? I don't know. All of a sudden, I guess so. <laughs> if he if he was that good, then okay, maybe we would deal with and we you know and we'd have different conversations and we'd bitch about other things. But he's not that good at it. He shouldn't have his face buried in that play sheet because he's not good at it. So do the other things and do those well, and maybe you do have great worth. But and but I just think he's again he's like every week now he's got to find ways to convince everybody that hey I'm important everything goes through me, um, of I think even the most casual football fan or casual sports observer knows it goes through your you're the fucking head coach right yes you are the head coach it stops and starts with you we know it so you don't have to keep reiterating it to all of us. Do you think Matt Nagy has the tools? to teach in tutelage oh. Justin Fields the correct way. Uh, that's Because, I mean, question. last year, Carmen, uh, last year, about this time last year, I had you on the show here, okay? And I asked you, is is Mitchell Trubisky a bust? And you, it, was, it was one of those things where we both looked at each other like it, it, he could possibly go down as the biggest Chicago bust of all time. All right, 100%. I'm, I'm starting to wonder now. Maybe okay. I, listen, I think Mitch is a fucking shit sandwich. Okay, that's me. All right, but is it Nagy? It's look. He wasn't done any favors here, Mitch. Um, this is a franchise that has killed offense and stifled offensive players for the better part of, um, let's face it, 60 years minus you know uh, a few hits here and there and some great moments in the 80s. <laughs> I mean, it's just especially. Uh, running backs, they've always done well, but uh, skill yeah. position guys on offense, uh, wide receivers, quarterbacks. I mean, it's just one after another um, because of bad coaching, flawed offensive philosophy, failure to change and adapt quickly with the with the times in an evolving game. I mean, I think it's all of that. And so it's definitely fair to wonder, you know, how much of that was Mitch or how much, how much of it was, do we blame Jay or uh, uh, Rex Grossman or Kyle Orr? I mean, you know, we can go on and on and go in circles about this. I, I, it's hard to answer, guys. I mean, it really is. Is is Matt the right guy to properly develop Justin? I don't know. Um, I'm assuming, believe it or not, Matt did have something to do with. I mean, he did have some communication with Patrick Mahomes that first yeah, year. He spoke to him yeah. in passing, I think is what it was. He I don't know. He said hi to him I in mean, the cafeteria. I, about I, it. I, I guess, yeah, right. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how hands-on or he was or wasn't. I'm not sure. I mean, but he was part of that offensive staff. Now, and chances are Mahomes was going to be great probably no matter what. Um, you know, maybe not to these lengths that Andy – 
I think has something to do with that. There's his overall philosophy on offense and the the kind of players that they've assembled for that team certainly helps. But I, it's it's a great question that I don't know any of us can answer. I mean, do I have my doubts? Sure. I don't know why any of us wouldn't. I mean, it's 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 Nagy. It's like it's it's Tressman. It's often it's defensive coaches. I mean, it's 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 years and years and years of kind of the same thing where they just they have failed to properly figure out offense in the NFL as it has evolved. That's it. And, and I feel so happy like to be a that all fan. comes back to Ted Phillips, in my opinion, yeah. arm, because, yeah. my God, he's the one making these decisions on, on these GMs. Why can't we just get a, a president in here already? Anybody. Well, but and, even then, Carm, who's going to make the decision on that? And, and Carmen said to add on to that, you and I were bullshitting back and forth the other night via text message. I shot you a text. Why can't the Bears just do what the Cubs did? And hire yeah, a president you know. of football operations. I know it's been. I know I'm not the first one with this idea. I've heard it from originally. I think it was Sylvie that Sylvie said something the, about the it. Peyton right? Manning. Yeah, he's always right one. with Peyton Manning. Olin Cruz. That's the we one have I want. we have Olin yeah. Cruz out there sitting there, you know, pulling his pud. I mean, working, doing his thing. We got Drew Brees, fucking soon to be Hall of Famer. All right, knows what an offense is supposed to look like and knows how to build an offense. It looks like. Why why aren't we making these moves? What is the what is the problem here? Yeah, but who's gonna make those moves? Who, Mike? Right. It's yeah. gonna be Ted Phillips. Uh, unless you put Ted Phillips in fucking Arlington Heights and make him stay there and build that stadium, he's gonna be the one making these choices. And Carm, I have a I kind of have a theory about this. Do you think Ryan Pace, you know, he does have that one year left? Do you think they could make him president? Because from yeah. what I hear, he is a favorite son in there. They yeah. would adopt him if they could. Yeah, no, I've heard that. I've heard that he's in pretty high standing there. Um, I think that's a possibility. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's going to sit well with Bears fans at all. No. Um, you know, but it is a lot of this does go back to Phillips's reign, unfortunately. I mean, it's just the track record is not good. I mean, he's been uh, he's been in this role for 20 something years now. It's what, 21, 22 years. The Bears have three playoff wins. I mean, it's that's embarrassing. You know, you, you, uh, Post Ditka, what is it? I think it's is it is it five playoff wins post Ditka? Maybe six. It's five or six five. wins. I think since it's five. Ditka left. I mean, Ditka, Mike Ditka stopped coaching this team when I was in high school. You know, I mean, it's been thirty years, and you're we're talking about five or six playoff wins. Um, you know, when the old man died, when Muggsy died, unfortunately, way yeah. too young, and it was it was almost like. Any vestige of the Hallis side that really, truly understood the game, that had something in their DNA that could allow them to properly run this team as a football person, um, it just seems like it 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 ended there, uh, you know. And and that's not to disrespect Virginia. I mean, I, like she, like in a lot of ways, she's. I mean, she she like she's a triumph in a lot of ways for what, you know, just the longevity, obviously, and, and like mm. the things that she's done to help champion this league and champion the game. But the hands-on football stuff, the decisions, the like understanding who you should be looking at, who you should be looking for, the football people that you have to surround yourself with, that you have to bring into your organization. Um, the old man could do it. You know, yeah. Muggsy probably could have. I unfortunately we never really got to find out. And I just I don't think there's I don't think there's anybody left. Um, as nice of a man as George is, and he's a nice man, and I think George cares deeply. I mean, I, I do. I, I don't think he knows what he's doing when it comes to running 
a football team, you know, outside of a ticket office and, and sales and marketing. I just don't think the X's and O's kind of carried over, transferred over, um, I, you know, and, and that, like, honestly, it, I don't know how else we can explain it, guys. I mean, we, we've tried from every different angle, but the common denominators here are football people that don't appear to have that, that gene in them. They're not really football people. And I think that's what we're left with as Bears fans, uh, a franchise that in the last 30 years has won five or six playoff games. I mean, it's just, it's terrible. And not having damn cheerleaders either. <laughs> come on, Virginia. Now that is, now that's one on Virginia that might say, Virginia, come on, you got to lighten up a little bit. Bring, you know bring how the many, honey bears back. You know how many fans I talk to that say that we're not winning a Super Bowl until that happens? Literally. <laughs> My stepdad, he's constantly, well, might as well not even watch this year because the Honey Bears aren't in it. Do you Game know one. Do you know how many fans probably have no idea that there ever were cheerleaders? Yeah, I mean, do you know how true. long the, 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 cheer, the Honey Bears have been gone? I mean, that's going on 30 years that's, that they've been yeah, gone. Close. <laughs> right? It's got to be. Close. So we got we got what we have here. Justin Field starts the year. Is I got one more question for you before we hop on to White Sox here, Carmen. Do you think there's any way in any scenario – that Matt Nagy bounces back to Andy Dalton at any point during the rest of this season. Ooh, barring oh, injury. No barring injury. I mean, I would hope not. I mean, I would think that's disastrous for Justin Fields. I mean, he would really have to, it'd have to be a string of games like the Cleveland game, and that would be bad. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, it makes too much sense to get him in there and roll with him right now. Like, you're not a championship team. Um, you're just not. Um, you, you're not getting anything. Like you're you're not tapping into something that Andy Dalton hasn't already showed the league. It ain't happening. We know that. Ten years is ten years. Um, and Andy's got nothing to be ashamed of. He's had a, he's going to look back at his career and he had a good career. He played this game for a long time, made money, played in playoff games, never won any of them. But we can mock and make funny Andy all we want. He can laugh to the bank and he can know that he played this sport at a pretty good clip for a long time. He's got nothing to be ashamed of, but there there's, there's no reason for the bears to be playing Andy Dalton. None whatsoever. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just, it, it makes it, it on any level, you know, it just makes zero sense. And I think they've realized that whether Matt was told or he went around and sort of took the, the temperature, like we said, of, of the building and tried to figure this out and talk to his coach, them, I mean, whatever it is, he obviously got the message guys. Either he had an epiphany or his coaches talked to him or Ryan Pace and George and Ted Phillips talked to him. But he obviously got the message that it makes zero sense to play Andy Dalton. Zero. I like to think I like to think that I have something. To do. I like to think that I had something to deal with that, too. Put, turn the screws on him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I, last I mean, week, I he couldn't fucking call a Pizza Hut, let alone a fucking play call. So. You would get up in the morning. I'm pretty sure you're not tired of getting beaten up every day. I I think there could be something to that. We were talking about that on our our crosstalk on Hinge Pod that we do. I mean, like, for the first time, you know, like, there's in in a little bit here, there's been like a lot of, a lot of national scrutiny. Yeah. You know, and uh, they can, like, the organizations can say all they want. Usually it's more like player coach speak that, oh, we don't read it, we don't hear it. Well, they all do, but the owner certainly does. Yeah, I can and you know what you kicked that. it off? You know what kicked it off? And this is no bullshit. I'm not. I'm not trying to blow myself or toot my own horn. Yeah. All right, but was when we had Jim McMahon on McMahon. here? Yeah, and McMahon said Chicago is where quarterbacks go to die. Yeah, I mean that shit was everywhere. I couldn't That's fucking. Go on, on. I couldn't even turn assist. my phone. I couldn't even turn my phone <laughs> off. I mean, it was yeah. ridiculous. No, I was bad. everything. New York Post, yeah. TMZ, fucking this, that, and the other thing. And then sure shit, it it was like a weak story. 
yeah. there where it was like Jim McMahon shitting all over the Bears. You know, quarterbacks go to die in Chicago, blah, 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 blah. And he's right. It's not hopefully, even shitting all over him. I mean, it's hopefully, not. Hopefully, Fat Mike had something to do with this. this That's right. Changes. Yeah. Hopefully, and, hopefully. and hopefully Fields is not here to uh, be ruined by the Bears. Right. So that's that's, that's the one thing I'm worried about. That's the that's the main thing I'm worried about. Like I told, like I told Alan, everybody knows. Huh? We should be worried about it. Right. I mean, yeah, but no, maybe exactly. Carm, he's working directly with Bill Lazor. So maybe that's going to be the guy to help bring him along. Hopefully, I would say. Can you believe it's gotten so bad that we're dying for Bill Lazor to call? God, I know I that's what I, just I, said. I told Mike that Miami, earlier. He's stuck in Cincinnati. Right, like, it's not like this guy's like, the Mike, fucking. Off to that guy because you, you, you think we're, you think we're talking about Bill Walsh? I mean, like, yeah. yes, yeah. Bill Walsh is calling plays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody ran the ball. Holy shit! He's our he, he's it's, our holy it's, grail. He's a it's, it's ridiculous. It's 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 fucking nuts. So now, Carmen, we know. Let's let's get off the Bears here, man. We we've had our talk about Justin Fields. You Chicago White Sox, but first, I want to say. One thing, what whiskey are you drinking? What are you Damn drinking? Damn it. Today? Beat me to it. Whiskey Wednesday. So this is a uh you get the rebel yell? Oh, no, yeah, but I, I am gonna there. I, I heard you say a, something about that today. I That's why I was Vinny's, curious. Uh rebel yell pick that they just yeah. did. So I might do that next week. This is a uh, okay. maker's mark. Oh, there's the camera. Um, this is the adventures club. This is the bourbon society that I'm in. Um Oh, did I lose you guys? Guys, you there? No, 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 no. Streamyard, Streamyard has has. has I moved fun it up to where everybody could see what you're drinking. <laughs> oh, nice, got it. And then the you got to have like you, you can't do a private barrel pick anymore without you know an awesome label. Oh, that's great. Uh -huh. So is this, this is like so these guys, yeah, they yeah they did they did two. Um, they did um, what the Predator and Alien. Oh. So the other bottle's an Alien label. This one's Predator. <laughs> this is the Predator pick. It's really yeah. good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah so. so I want to congratulate you. Again, Cheers. last night we were sitting there texting. I was so happy that the Yankees were fucking getting smoked because I yeah. hate the New York Yankees. <laughs> but um and man, you, you had a pretty good hit last night, yes, man. You did. How about that? Not, thank you for that, by the way. It sir. was nice. I it we're All sitting Chicago, in the office. Thanks you. We're sitting in the <laughs> office before the show. You know, we're looking at the probable lineups, you know, and I'm like, man, you know, fucking Schwarber and Rizzo are both in this game. They both end up leading off too. I know. That. And they're both in this game. They've hit a ton of big home runs and play. I mean, they've got they've got 14 combined playoff home runs. You know, it's like who who could forget Schwarber, especially early on. I mean, I know the last couple of years, I guess Cub fans will say, hey, they couldn't Schwarbino. score dick in the last right. couple of runs. But like they both are the stage isn't too big for them. You know, um, they they each had in their own right, like certain amounts, like modicums of success off the opposing pitcher. You know, Schwarber taking Cole into the river in Pittsburgh in 15. Real good numbers Beautiful. for Rizzo. And I'm like, man, this makes too much sense. Like, Left-handed ballpark, too. Let, you know, and you, if you wrap it around that pole, like, yeah. you know, if you're getting into the gap, it's tough. It's not like Yankee. It's not the short porch in Yankee Stadium. It's a little bit yeah. tougher for the lefties if you're hitting it straight away left or, or, you know, into the gap in left center field. It's a big ballpark there. But, yeah, you got the pole that comes in. Mm -hmm. So, let some lefty power that could, you know, hook one inside pesky pole for a home run. It just seemed to make too much sense. And they were both at about five to one individually to to Homer, so I'm like, yeah, that's you know that, that that's worth. Come on, I mean, that's worth 10, 20 bucks each, isn't it? Just to have some fun, why not? And then we Absolutely. started talking on the air. Then the point, and I and I said, let me text Teddy G, Teddy Greenstein over at Points Bet, and just see, you know, what they're offering on that. They did, they did have the prop listed, I think, and then they, since we and were talking boost. about it, they boosted it up to yeah. fifteen to one for us. They gave it a slight little bump. They boosted it up to 15 to one. So I made a bet on all three. It's easy to say afterwards. Like, I, of course, I wish I would have wagered more. 
it, all day I said that. Hindsight. All you fucking know? day I said yeah, that. I'm like, I know. Why didn't I listen to Carm? I know, but it, but it was fun. It was fun. All three hit, obviously, and uh, it was it was pretty cool. You know, I'm not, not not even being a Cub fan. I mean, I I think there were a lot of yeah. Cub fans watching last night because of Schwarber and Rizzo. Oh, you know, yeah. and then oh, yeah. they both hit. I was one of them. But then again, I I also love watching the Yankees shit the bed. Yeah, and I love Garrett Cole meltdown mode. Yeah. Garrett Cole meltdown mode is almost as good as Clayton Kershaw meltdown mode. Yeah. Yeah, when it happens, Cole, since they've when really... it happens, it's fucking beautiful. It's it's chaos <laughs> and perfect motion. I swear to God, it's I mean it's it's beautiful because you see it, wow. you see it. Like last night, I saw it before those runs started coming across the plate in Boston last night. Right, I saw a pitch that Garrett Cole threw up and in on Schwarber, and it was like okay, like it was a little high and tight. It wasn't close to his head, but it was just that that's not Garrett Cole. That's because he can't put later. that dickum on his nope, hand. No anymore. spider tack. Yeah, exactly. Two that, pitches later, fucking wham, wham. He hasn't been the same yeah, guy. Baby. That tech. He hasn't. He, yeah. I mean, if you look at the first two months and then everything post June 1, I mean, it, it's. That's the, probably why he was the most butthurt about it out of everybody. I probably. Mean, it kind of. It's kind of telling. It's look, I, I think <laughs> I think when he was when he was pressed on it, when it all started. You know, when when we realized baseball was going to do something about it in the, in the weeks leading up to the decision to start enforcing the rule, it was early June and he was pressed about it. His if you know, people go back and re- if you remember that or go back and watch it. I mean, that press conference spoke volumes where yeah. he didn't flat out come out and say it, but he did. You know, he sort right. of went the whole I don't know what you guys want me to say. Like this goes on. This, right. this is yeah. the way it, it is. And, and I think he like, duh, no shit. Somebody taught you know? me this, so yeah, it's exactly. okay. Like, exactly. bullshit. Come on. Some, somebody taught okay. me this. He was obviously doing it. And, you know, uh, it's just when you look at the splits, it's hard not to look at that data and go, you know, well, yeah. Jed Garrett, I mean, it, it looks pretty right. obvious that you were really benefiting. And that's not to say that he still can't be good or like he did have a few, I think he had a, a 14 strikeout game in the second half at some point, if I'm not mistaken, or even 15 strikeouts. It's not to say that he can't have little stretches where he's really good too, but what we saw late Houston, early Yankee, early this season with a 170 RA or, you know, and a whip of that's like 0.8, like right. that stuff's probably gone without the aid, uh, unless he finds a different way. And these guys are normally ahead of everything. You might find a different way to start cheating at some point uh, or, yeah. or skirting the rules. I don't know, but yeah, there there definitely seemed to be a, a tale of of two Garretts. I mean, and yeah, uh, that velocity it's, it's definitely probably, came down a bit too. The, the one thing that I want to happen, not not to continue on the spider tag shit, all right. But before we get into the White Sox, I hope it makes baseball fun again to watch. All right, yeah, we, I know. The, the one thing that drives me absolutely fucking bananas, it drives me nuts, is that somebody like Joey Gallo is even on a fucking ball club. <laughs> and uh, they, honestly, it blows my mind. The guy couldn't fucking bat a bag of dog shit weight. It was, it was rough. All right. And the guy's on a fucking major league team. He's striking out 200 times a year, yet he's on a major league team. That, uh, I want to well, see guys like Tony Gwynn again. I want to see yeah. guys hit fucking 330. Oh, I want to see guys both. like Ichiro. I mean, what's to say that you can't have Elver Pools at 2004 again? Yeah. Where he well, hits those 330, are the 30 homers. And, you know, they're, but those guys were all, those guys were predominant in the 90s and in the early 2000s i mean a lot of it's fucking steroids but i'm sure yeah, that's the, you know other, I mean? the other side of the coin you know like, so yeah, it's like, yeah. i think everybody should just start juicing fuck it yeah, go give back to tech and give them a bunch of fucking <laughs> just let them go H-H-H. let them be a bunch of fucking muscled out mules and sticky I, 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 okay jose yeah, canseco I mean, for commissioner think, right now just right let it happen that's pro- <laughs> well I, I hate to say it because i don't want to make light of, of steroid abuse but it's like it yeah 
if you're talking about like what well, I think what has hurt the game more than anything these last couple of years is whatever advantage pitchers were using to get better grips on that ball because it does fundamentally change a lot of the game. It takes a lot of uh, anyway, it takes a lot of the action out of the game, and that's what you're talking about, Mike. I mean, it, it's certainly when pitchers like Theo put it best. Theo Epstein, I think, had the like the the, the most succinct way of putting it. It's like pitching's been weaponized in baseball. They're asked to throw fewer and fewer innings, fewer and fewer pitches per game, meaning they can go max effort, meaning they can all throw 97, meaning they're all in pitch laboratories all offseason with these high-speed cameras where they are, are, are honing their craft so finely that every single pitch is coming from the exact same spot. It is making it harder and harder. And now you're adding added grip, more spin, more deception for the hitter in a game that's already very hard. It has been weaponized, and we've seen yeah, right. it. And that directly affects the kind of action that we're going to see in games because the ball just doesn't get put in play very often. And I hate, I'll tell you guys what I hate, is the fucking, you know, old man barking at the clouds. Hitters need to choke up and change their approach. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> it's not hitters need to change their approach, and the hitters need to do this, this, or that. Pitching is weaponized and more deadly and specific than ever. And the stuff in the velocity is better than ever. And it's just, it's, it's two old man barking at the clouds to say they're undisciplined hitters and choke up or hit it the other, simply hit it the other way and away from the shift. It is not that easy guys. It just isn't. Right. And to fundamentally get back to what you're talking about and what people want to see. And that's action on the bases and the ball in play and defense is making plays and things happening. You're good. You, you know, the, the, the most logical step is taking away this added device that pitchers right. can use to become even better. That's changing the game, right? Yeah. You're right. never going to see 05 again where you never. have four, four complete games in the, you know, in the postseason like that. That's never going to happen now. No. That's a sad part about this, Carmen, yeah. is that you're not going to see those, you know, dominant great pitchers go late anymore. You know, we've got Mac Scherzer tonight against yeah. Wainwright. Losing and, right now, one nothing, yeah, by nothing. the way. Nice. Cardinals okay. are up one nothing. So Fuck the Dodgers. I hate that fucking team. You know, Wainwright three and zero in closing <laughs> yeah. games like this. That's a big stat you put out today. I listened yeah. to you talk about that today, and I again should have fucking took your bet, but my <laughs> dumbass did. We'll see. Game, but we'll see. Long way to go. Well, you you are riding a you are riding a pretty good heater right now. I know that you are. I know Mikey North commented yeah. on it. You may be the hottest hand in fucking America right we're now. Doing, we're be. doing okay right now. Odds you guys are killing it. You guys are killing it. Our guy Harry the Greek here over the last three weeks, he's fifteen and four in the NFL. That's good. Yeah. He's riding Damn. a hot hand too over yeah. the last three weeks. He's he's absolutely killing it. But uh, let's. I want to get off the betting. I told you I wouldn't keep you too, too long. I know you're a family man. I know that you got your shit to take care of, and I know that you're going to wake up early and do it again tomorrow. You got to get the kids to get their homework done, which is. Yeah, and there you go. There you go. But uh, let's talk a little bit of White Sox before you cut you loose. Is yeah. that cool? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Your White Sox are coming up here, man. This team looks really good. Finished out the last half of the year playing 500 ball. How worried are you going into this series coming up this week against a hard-hitting, heavy-hitting team? In the Houston Astros, I'm worried about the matchup for sure uh, because I think it's like the worst possible draw for them. And you know, Tampa's a marvel, and I love how Tampa does it just because they're seemingly do it with one arm tied behind their back, considering some of the constraints. I mean, they're they're incredible, <laughs> and I think they're really good. I do. Um, I think Boston's good. I don't think great. You know, I was I was saying kind of the same things before last night about the Yankees. I think that lineup could be a little intimidating, but. 
Outside of that, I, I don't think the Yankees are at all unbeatable. I'll tell you who I was glad to see not make it. It was Toronto. Um, I think Toronto was playing well at, at, a, at a good time. I think that offense is terrifying. Um, Ray didn't pitch too well that last start, if I'm remembering no. correctly now. But that, that you know, with Ray and Barrios and the way Alec Manoa had pitched this year, like, I, I was – I'm like, that would have been a hard one, two, three to get through. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, I don't want anything to do with Toronto. So I'm glad they're out. I really think the toughest draw in the, in the, the, you know, maybe the most complete team, although their pitching doesn't blow you away like Tampa's does. But I think to me, the Astros just seem like the most dangerous team in the AL, you know, and, and I think it's a terrible draw. I think it's a terrible way to start, guys. I mean, like, I, yeah, yeah, I just do. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, you know, like Lynn and Giolito can hopefully go down there and just be bulldogs and ball out and get her done. And, you know, we'll see. But yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's tough. I mean, I, I think, I think the Astros are really, really good. I think the lineup is scary and they've got, you know, one of the great Sox killers in the league on their team. Michael Brantley has been a thorn in the white Sox is, side. When that guy is healthy, he is oh, one of the best players sick. in baseball. It's sick. And he's just, I feel like in, he, he's just tormented the white Sox for years going back to when I, he was in Cleveland. I so. literally had a, like an, a, a 25 minute conversation this morning about Michael, Michael Brantley with my brother. Yeah. You know, when he's healthy, he is one of, one of, if not the best hitter in all of baseball. Yeah. He was, his, his his eye is unbelievable for yeah. the pitch. He no, is he's unbelievable. Great. He's great. Injuries do, have been the one thing that have slowed him down. You're right. Yeah. Um, I mean, like when yeah, he is. He's great. And like I said, he just he's torched the White Sox. So that that lineup is just it's scary good. They don't strike out a lot, which is sort of the White Sox strength from a pitching side. You mean like the big, the big arms? You know, the heat, the the strikeouts. Sox are as good as anybody, but you know, metrically, you're playing a team now that you know how big of an advantage do you actually have because the Astros are just not a high strikeout team. They just have a really good, scary offense. And so that's what scares me more than anything. But I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm thinking Sox and five. Somehow they got to win one down there. So we'll okay. see. At least the one. two. The two things I think the Sox got going for him is Zach Greinke's been getting fucking shellacked yeah. over like the last month and a half, two months of baseball here. I mean, he has been getting beat like a fucking snare drum. All right. And then other than that, it's Dusty. <laughs> I know. He always I know. finds a way to fucking choke factor. it out. Yeah. The dusty, the dusty trusty. Factor. He'll play his player that he thinks is, you know, he'll play Jeff Blum four, four fucking games in a row. You know what I mean? And it's like, what are he'll you get doing? Jeff here, out of the broadcast booth and playing four games. <laughs> exactly. <in a> <laughs> exactly. And still with the toothpick and not batting uh, an eye at it. Yeah. I'm telling you. No, it's very, it's very dusty. That's true. It's, it's uh, very, very success, dusty. And, and Dusty's probably going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, probably, what Dusty's taking five teams now to the playoffs. I think that yeah, that is pretty awesome. But yeah, he has a tendency zero. I know. Yeah, yep. he's got a tendency to say screw up. <laughs> what a fucking pudwack! I'm yeah. telling you, you're there five times. You can't win one of them. Fuck one. It's amazing. Five different it's teams. Not. That is amazing. So, so Carm, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Alan. I'm sorry. So I'm. I know everyone in Chicago has been asking. Game three. Is yeah. it cease? Yeah. Does Ron don't, yeah, you know, in, in maybe a short stint going I, in? I think it's, I think it's probably cease. I mean, we were talking to Chuck Garfine from uh, NBC sports about that today too. Yeah. And he, he, that's what his inclination is. Like, I think it's probably cease, um, you know, plus it's going to be a home start. Like cease's home road splits were much more favorable on the South side. So that could factor in into it a little bit in their decision, you know, without a totally healthy Rodon, the guy who was throwing 97 earlier this year, it, it, it probably makes most sense at this point. Um, game four, I guess, you know, you evaluate when you get there, if you get there and, and, and we'll see, and that could be one of those bullpen days. They'll have to piece it together. Potentially. Um, they're not alone in having to do that. Teams do it all the time. 
some with uh, higher levels of success than others, but that might just be the reality you're in right now. So I, it, I think it is kind of shaping up or lining up to be Cease getting that that third start, especially because it's a home game. I heard Jesse Rogers today talking on uh, with with Cappy and Jay Hood, uh, possibly Keuchel making this roster. Yeah. Is, is this is this a for sure? Is it do you, does this happen? You think is a long arm because that's what Jesse was saying earlier this morning. Uh, and, and I don't know how many pitchers. Will they have? I'm on guessing the 13, on right? Okay. I'm, I'm guessing 13. And I didn't even know. Like, I, I've been tied up the last couple of hours. So I didn't even, I haven't even looked and seen if they released the raw. It I hasn't they, been out yet. No, they haven't I put the roster out yet. I haven't seen it yet either. Yeah. I I, like, the... I, I'm guessing 13 pitchers, nine and five. I think you go nine by four. And I, I don't know why. I don't think Dallas would. I don't think so, guys. I, yeah. I just don't. I don't think so either. He's been one of those guys where he's been very under, under, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I can't find it on the tip of my tongue. Underwhelming. Uh, there, thank you, thank you, thank you. He's been very underwhelming this entire year. Yeah, I know. You know, and even towards the second half of last year, he was underwhelming for the Chicago White Sox, and that's tough. That's very it's tough. Brian with him right now. He just he doesn't miss bats. I was at the game a couple weeks ago when he pitched against uh, when Anaheim when uh, LA was in town when Anaheim was in town, and um, you know, like he ended up going six, but man, it was a grind. I mean, there were guys on base all night, and you know, you looked at he had a two start stint here towards the end where yeah i think he gave up two run runs in each and he went like six and six and two thirds but over those you know nearly 13 innings you were talking about like I, it was like 11 hits and six walks and it's like ah that's the stuff that you know okay he found a way to wiggle out of some jams and he grinded and you know got some double plays behind him and he only gave up two run runs in each start but it's like man there's a lot of guys on base he's just not missing right. bats there's just not a lot of there's not a lot of swing and miss stuff so so uh, one last question before we kick you out of here cuz i know that you got to get those kids doing their math yeah. homework and stuff one more for you who wins this series against oh, the Sox come on. Nashville? that's easy I'll, I'll i'll say Sox. i'll say uh i'm i it's probably a little bit of the fan in me picking this to be honest uh um, you know Being like I feel like an asshole picking against them, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be a little bit of a homer. I'm going to try to think positively. I'll I'll say Sox in five, but I should be good. I mean, and they're two they're two really good teams, and Houston's legit. You know, people can say what they want and take their shots, and they have to wear it. They got caught. I mean, you know what? You get caught cheating, and you're going to have to wear it. But cheating or not, they're really good. They got a lot of yep. talent down there. They're a really good team, and um, so I I hate the draw as we talked about, but hey, it is what it is. Go out and beat them. That's all. That's all they can do. So. Um, I have one more thing I need to say to you. Um, yeah. Yurko's keys to the game. You stole the bear necessities. I just started a bear show. I was doing keys to the game and you fucking stole it from me. Literally the week I was going to start. I, I, I heard you say it. I'm like, don't no, Carm. And you fucking did. And then the next week it was on. I'm like, it was on. I don't know how we even like it. It makes too much. Sense. I know what's going on <laughs> over there. Stole it from me. You guys I had to change my whole scheme for that. Do it anyway, Alan. Who cares? It's all right. Like, I, I, I do it. I already changed it to bare minimum. I was going to say yeah. do bare minimum or like bare essentials. You could do that too. That's yeah. another good one. Bare, yeah. bare naked. I, as soon as I heard that naked. come out of your mouth, bare I was naked. like, that asshole. Do it. Do it. Damn it, Carmen. The bare limit. The week I'm starting my show, you got Take bare naked. Shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah do the dancing bare naked. You can do yeah, that. yeah, there it. you go. That's it. <laughs> and uh, who wins Sunday, Carm? Last one before we kick you out of here. Who wins Sunday? Bears well, you know, or Raiders? I'm, the Raiders. I'm not. Uh, I'm not crazy about the Raiders. You know, I, I thought they were a little inflated going into this Monday night at three. You know, I mean, it's you know, like two home games. We were going overtime and winning on yeah. field goals. Uh, one of them against a Miami team that I, I, 
I don't think is particularly good. Um, Scrappy, but not like really good. Still with a lot of quarterback issues and offensive issues and things like that. So like, I'm not, I'm not as high on the Raiders as most. Um, That said, my guess is the Raiders eke out a close one. I think the bears cover to be honest. And if that number, I I didn't look in uh, late in the last few hours here. I don't know if it's changed at all. It was five, right? It was five. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think the bears, probably cover that number i think the raiders are a little overvalued right now um let's hope josh market, jacobs but... doesn't play because yeah well, last time remember the lions yeah. run on them was was pretty bad williams went off on them as wow. well i i gotta say like that that run defense yeah. looking kind of suspect especially without hicks in there now yeah i know. know we don't know what's going We're on with him banged but... up goldman and you know now yeah. uh, a hurt akeem hicks yeah banged up goldman or lethargic goldman maybe i don't know fucking guys don't know yeah. I mean, ugh. don't know. I, I love I love Mongo's assessment of Akeem Hicks calling him Muffin Top the entire time that he, he's been here because he is that fucking guy. <laughs> that Muffin Top, but he's good. Him and Eddie Goldman are good. both are good, both not going to play this week because of torn pussy lips this week. I'm telling oh, you, that's what's going to happen. They, they they drive me nuts. It's, it drives me fucking bananas with these assholes. I tell you. <laughs> well, Carmen's Carmen, great talking. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carmen, now, listen, I'm it. the same guy that I am on this show that yeah, I am the first one I have a few are. beers. All right, it's, it's, I'm the same exact dude. I don't hide anything from anybody. He it's is. a bunch of bullshit, these two fucking pudwhackers. Pud all right, these two, these two fucking pudwhacks not playing, I'm telling you. I better hear you that go. tomorrow. On, Carmen, on, how do we uh, all find you, man? How, how does everybody – I mean, everybody knows who the fuck you are, but how do we in, in, engage with you in social media? Uh, at Carmen DeFalco on Twitter, at Carmen DeFalco 5, just the number 5 there uh, on Instagram. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, download the Odds Couple podcast on the ESPN Chicago app and Crosstalk Unhinged, and you're working me every day. Tend to t- Explain t- something to me about Crosstalk Unhinged because yeah. I they go to your learn. app – and I can never find it on the ESPN app. What am I doing? Well, if you wrong? go in our go in our folder, like or Waddle and Sylvie's, it should be it okay. should it scroll through of the last. You know, we we posted uh, one yesterday, so there should be one very near the top of the list uh, okay. for Crosstalk Unhinged. Yeah, it'll say. All I see is just is just stuff from their show, and I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. It'll wrong. be in there. It'll be in like our individual ta- our okay. individual folder. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, Carmen. Thank you so All much, boys. my man. Thank I you. appreciate you hopping on with us. We'll talk Always, soon, my buddy. Friend. Okay, guys. See ya. Bye. Thanks. All right, guys, everybody. Carmen DeFelco from ESPN Chicago, ESPN 1000. He's fucking awesome. I love Carmen. He's a great dude. Find him every Monday through Friday from 10 to noon on ESPN Chicago, ESPN 1000 here in Chicago. Him and Carmen, him and Carmen, him and Yurko. (laughs) Him and himself. In in the uh, late mornings, early afternoon. It's awesome. I, I love those guys. Carmen's been nothing but a fucking huge help to me throughout this entire process of me doing this podcasting thing. Great guy. Gives me nothing but excellent advice all the time. I love Carmen. He's a, he is actually a very very good friend. And on that note, guys, I'm gonna we got a couple quick more couple sponsors for you guys. You guys hold tight, and we'll finish up and wrap the show with you guys. We got a couple more things we got to go over. So you guys just sit tight, real quick. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, 
we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. Hey, Susie, thanks for hooking me up with the Fat Mike Markdown on my insurance rates at State Farm. This is awesome. No, 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 Mike. The Fat Mike Markdown is not a real thing. I don't believe that for a second. Let me repay you the favor and tell you and all my friends about the Fat Mike Markdown. (laughs) Okay, well, that's just fine, considering that State Farm just gives everyone surprisingly great rates. You heard it here first, folks. So give Susie Sheehan over at State Farm Agency a call and ask for the Fat Mike Markdown. It's the best. For the real deal, give us a call at 815-306-0184 or go to suzysheehan.com to request a quote. My team at the Suzy Sheehan Agency is here to help with all of your insurance needs for auto, home, and life, and we service Illinois and Indiana. Also, if you mention the Fat Mike Markdown, $10 will be donated to a local charitable organization through our Quotes for Good program in your name. Remember, that's 815-306-0184 or suzysheehan.com. Thanks so much. Get on it, everybody. Woo-hoo. All right, guys, and we are back. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us tonight. We really do appreciate it. Alan, we got a lot of good sports coming up this week, man. We got the White Sox kicking off this Thursday. We got It's going to be fun, man. I can't wait to watch baseball playoffs. Above all, everybody knows where I stand with baseball. It is my one a all right so this is this is this is like this is like a fucking i feel like a fat kid in a candy store i feel like me at nine years old in a candy store all right i love i love playoff baseball and that's why we're ending a little bit early tonight i know we usually go about an hour hour and a half but we're gonna we're gonna hurry up and finish this up because there's baseball playoffs on now and my fat ass is not on the couch watching it so and that's where this fat ass needs to be Okay, it needs to be on that couch watching the baseball game. But guys, thank you so much again for coming on with us. Thank you to Carmen DeFalco. Thank you to all our sponsors, Nick and Ivy Brewing Company, White Oak Farm Venue, Jonathan Darren at the Coldwell Bank of Real Estate, Susie Sheehan over at the State Farm Office. You guys are fantastic. And yeah, I mean, great show tonight. I loved having Carmen, dude. The guy kicks ass. Alan, what do we got going on the rest of the week here? What do we well, got coming up tomorrow night? The first thing I got to say, and I forgot to say to Carm, Mike Thomas, no. if you're listening, take Greenberg off the air and let Carmen here go <laughs> go for four goddamn hours. No. I, I didn't want to get him in trouble, but I have too many people <laughs> going to me saying that Carmen and Yurko need to go for four hours. Or just hire us. Or just, that's okay, too. Yeah, just I'm not bad. Come on, Mike. Just, yeah, just hire us. We're available. Yeah, we are available. <laughs> but anyways, guys, this week, tomorrow, we've got Bears fans with the brain, myself, Warwick Holdman, and my guy JB from Chicago Clubhouse Podcast. We'll be breaking down, obviously, this whole Justin Fields, whole Justin Fields topic. It's a big one, obviously. Um, My uh, takes on what's going on with the defense with run problems. I'm seeing run defense problems all over this. So we've got that. Harry the Greek on Friday at 8 o'clock. 
he's on a heater, just like Mike said. I think he, he was is on a heater. and three, wasn't he? Fifteen and four. Fifteen the last and four. three weeks. Okay, that's what fifteen it was. and four the last three weeks. But before that, guys, before Harry the Greek, we got we have a big special announcement oh, to make. Our fantasy show that's on live on Sunday mornings is now being moved to Friday nights, guys. Friday nights at six thirty p.m. or seven p.m. I forget what the time slot is. Six thirty. Six to six thirty. Yeah. Keep up with that. It's going to be six thirty to seven thirty. A seven thirty, seven forty-five ish, just before Harry. Getting all your fantasy talk in before, before the big weekend. That way, you guys can, you know, figure out who the hell you guys got to play a couple days beforehand. Those boys know what they're two doing. Hours beforehand. All right, these guys are fantastic. Tyler DeMouse, Andrew Tarbell, and Jeffrey Spaceball Schwartz. Big names, good time, lots of laughs. These guys are fucking great. Make sure you guys tune in to those guys Friday night because they are there for you. And immediately after that, Harry the Greek, Harry Berg, Harry Berg and Friends is what the game is. It's a great show. I love that. Show. <laughs> the it's over good. under guys. The over under podcast. Is. They, they're fan- <laughs> but he has so many buddies that comes on and he does. The show. He, I don't know how he called Harry up. Berg and Friends. The, the know, Berg right? bunch instead of the Brady bunch because there's so many fucking people that come in and out of that show. It's awesome. <laughs> But Harry Berg made his debut door. last week for us. He's absolutely amazing. Like I said, guys, if you guys are looking to make a bet, not only listen to Harry the Berg, but also listen to Carmen DeFilco on the odds by, on the odds absolutely. couple over there at ESPN. Both of these guys right now are riding a heater. Harry the Greek is fucking tearing things up in the NFL. 15 and 4. 15 and 4, he's guys. Good at baseball, a, too. He's fucking fantastic at baseball, too. And then not only that, but then on Sunday, guys, we come back with another. Uh, Bear fans of the Brains pregame, and we got David Schuster later on that night and, and the Schuster Express. And then Monday, again, we start the week off, kicking everything off with Fred Hubner's Cubes, Views, and Brews. Now, I know this week may be a little uh, – things are going to be a little different this week because the, the White Sox game on Sunday um, and on, uh, on Monday, it potentially on Monday. So we're going to take things down a notch. I don't think Schuster is uh, – Schuster's going to have a show this week or Fred – Go back and listen, guys, because they're awesome. Fred Fred is interviewing a bunch of really kick-ass breweries in the area, yes. talking about a bunch of the great beers that are on tap all between the Chicagoland area. And not only that, but Schuster has a bunch of great interviews with a bunch of great guests talking a lot of different stuff, talking Cubs, talking White Sox, talking Bears, Blackhawks, Bulls, the whole nine. You can find it all here, guys, all here at 1252 Sports Chicago. That's what we're trying to build. That's what we're trying to build. We are trying to get you guys the podcast hub that you guys deserve. Where we talk like fans. Okay. Because that's exactly what we are. We are fans first. All right. We are fans and we talk like fans. So when I say that, you know, somebody's got a torn pussy lip or somebody, (laughs) you know, somebody's fucking butt hurt or, you know, whatever. It's because that's the exact same way I feel. I don't know. Listen, I'm not, I'm never going to get hired on the radio, guys. You guys are going to have me here until I'm dead. So you guys don't have to worry about me. All right, I'm not going nowhere. All right, but tune into to the rest of these guys because they're doing a great job. Everybody across the board is doing an amazing job, and we love you guys. So thank you each and every week, downloading, liking, subscribing, the whole nine. Again, if you guys aren't part of the, the subscription on YouTube, 12 to 2 Sports Entertainment, go find us, go like doing? us, go subscribe. Huh? I, no, I, I'm telling them. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? I Why thought you were telling you me. Like, I'm just talking. Yeah, make sure you guys <laughs> make sure you guys go to the YouTube and figure it out. Like, subscribe, watch all our shows. You guys will get alerts once you subscribe. Once we're live, and that, that's what's up. All right, that's we it. got break. We're gonna have breaking news for you coming up. Probably, 
Friday morning. Look out Friday morning. We're going to have breaking news for another live remote 1252 event coming up. Really? Just stay tuned for that. We got breaking news coming up Friday morning. Make sure you guys set your alarm clocks. It'll be up by 9 a.m. at the latest. So on that note, Alan, anything else for anybody? I have nothing, but thank you all. Appreciate all right. it. Sounds good. I got to get my fat ass on that couch and watch the I, Cardinals beat up on the Dodgers. That's why I'm not doing a, a 45 minute uh, eulogy here. Exit goodbye. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, feel, I feel I feel like some people that we know. You know, I feel like uh, some people that we know where it's like maybe. a fucking 45 minute intro, 35 <laughs> minute outro, and then just shit talking in between. But uh, all right, so guys, thank stories. you guys so much. We love you. We will see you guys next week for a live Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Stay tuned in between everything else. Keep a tab out on twelve fifty two. Make sure you guys are following everything that's coming up. You guys take care and have a great night. Cheers. Woo woo.